And I'll give you the, I'll give you the exa- I'll give you a couple of examples of how to approach. We come across something that archaeology seems to pass in a shadow. Um, those of you who visit to, if you go to Shiloh, they actually have mapped out the Mokom of the Mishkan, and they actually have the drillings in the ground for each of the Yisaitis to be able to. Now you sit there. I actually go. Okay, let's go take out a measure and figure out how big an am is. Because now you've got the drawing, so now I can establish how big an am is. Sounds sounds reasonable. Sounds like a reasonable idea. Um, other uh, other possibilities in which Tchelis um, is going to perhaps how much the role of archaeology is going to pay, play into Tchelis. Um, they now believe they have the lulav that existed at the time in the Mishnayis. So now we know what our lulav is. If we can go ahead and determine and find the olives that existed at the time of the Mishkan, uh, at the time of the Mishnahis, we can perhaps find out how big our Kezayis is. So how much can we use the archaeology in order to be able to determine our olive? But let's take a step earlier. What happens if I find archaeology seems to be in contrast to what I believe to be halacha? So now, what do I do? So we can articulate outside, and then I'll show you in the Rishonim, there's different approaches. So one possibility we could say, I don't care. You know, it's halach is not covered by archaeology, and dismiss archaeology. Maybe we go that way. The other possibility is, maybe we go the reverse. We can say, okay, halacha changes. Now that I know that the, the facts, now that I know the facts on the ground, so then quite possibly halacha will change. The most radical of those shitas was found in a sefer called the Pachad Yitzchak. The Pachad Yitzchak, after, and I won't use archaeology, I'm crossing over, that, I'm crossing over from archaeology to science. The Pachad Yitzchak, after they debunked spontaneous generation, after um, they have proven that spontaneous generation does not exist, so at that point in time, he changed certain halachas that are found in the Shulchan Aruch. He says, Kinim, seemingly based on the Gemara, appeared to be spontaneously generated. Since we know that that is not the case, therefore, halacha changes. That's the most drastic, which is, let me use my science or perhaps archaeology with stepping over and saying that halacha could change. Most of the Achrayim did not agree with the Pachadiyats. It was from, uh, from Italy. It was a very significant debate. So one possibility is halacha totally trumps. Another possibility is science totally trumps. A third possibility is somewhere in between. Maybe we don't understand the archaeology. Maybe we don't understand the halacha. We have to go ahead and try to figure out what is the answer between them. We will try to make a synthesis between the two, but how do we go about doing it? Those are the three broad strokes of the possibilities. So let's see how the Rishonim address that. So did my computer just die? No, I hope not. The Pachadi is not not Rav Hutner. It was a, it was a uh, I forgot his name. It's a Rav in Italy. So the Gemara, the first Gemara we quote is the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos, the Sama Gimel Mavez, has a machlek. It's exactly what the tits look like, and it quotes the Tanakhama, the Chacham, or the opinion that the tits was Yud Hey Lamala and Kodesh Hashem Lamata. But then there's a statement. V'Amar Abulazer Rav Yosi. I went to the Vatican. 
I saw it. I'm telling you, this is the way it is. It's one line. So I would think that there's no more mamma an archaeologist than Rebbe Lazar. And if Rebbe Lazar told us the way it is, so if we're going to give the validity and we're going to advocate strongly for archaeology, well, there's no greater one than Rebbe Lazar looking at the tits and telling us what happened. So how did the Rishonim do it? So the most conservative, again, is actually the Me'iri. The Me'iri walks in and says, Even though the greatest Matana said, I saw it, Nothing changes Messiah. The Chacham said this is the way it was. You know what? And the other of you will come and explain to me why it is. It doesn't make a difference to me. Bring me all your eyes. Bring me all your ears. I'm not changing. That was the Shita of the Me'iri. Fascinating again. We do Paschal like the Chacham. But the Rambam makes it very interesting. So the Rambam seems to say we're still going to go with Messiah. But then he jumps in and says, I have to admit that for some reason, I got to deal with the fact that there's a tzitz that's sitting in Rome that is on one line. The Rambam master jumps in and says, if it's written on one line, it is kosher with the Evid, and it was taka written, and sometimes it was done that way. Why did the Rambam say that? So the Kesef Mishnah says, because he says, Rehoisai, even though Allah is like, like Tanakama, he says, It's got to be kosher b'di'evid. Why? Because it was once written that way. And I have every reason to assume that that was a tzitz, that was used, and since I'm assuming that that was the case, therefore, I'm still going to give predominance to Messiah. I'm going to be able to make a synthesis between the two by saying, admitting that archaeologists is at least kosher with the evidence, but I'm still going to give the predominant value to the Seda Allah that's found in, the, in how we pass the child. Let's have Tanakama and the Chachamim, Chachamim and Rebbe Lazar. We're going to pass like the Chachamim. So it seems to be the, the, the way he's understanding is I'm going to allow both to exist, but I'm going to give predominant to the position of the Chacham. Rebbe Yashir perhaps gives a, a, a different insight in how that happens. Rebbe Yashir was on the Gemara Shabbos and says, how could it be? We know what happened. The tzitz was on one line. So now, the way Rabbi Yashu does, it changes how we can see all of archaeology. He says, let me explain to you. And I'm going to say it outside, an example, not what he writes, but this is really bad to what he means. It's, we know that Plony Almoni, when uh, Rus was coming to do Yibum, so Plony Almoni said, Pen Ashkes Es Nachalosai. So Rashi says what? He says, I know you Boaz are the God of the and you, Paskin, Mo'avi Velo, Mo'avia. He says, but halacha is not frozen in time. 
he says, Pen Ashka, Pen Ashka says Nachalasi, because maybe a later Bezdin is going to come and disagree with you. So the later Bezdin will come and disagree with you. So then, therefore, and they will paskin Moavi and Moavia, and I'm going to be stuck. So therefore, in comes Rabbi Yashem and says, the Chum is very simple. You're right, Rabbi Lazar. Somewhere frozen in time, there was once the Allah was like you. But it doesn't make a difference. Because we're now the G'day Le'adar, and we're Paschal not like you. So now, move on. In other words, thank you, you were able to find one frozen point in time that the Allah might have been that way, but that doesn't necessarily have bearing on the present. Because in the present, we have a Messiah, how the Chacham tell us how to paskin. We go through the Shas and Paiskim, and if it comes out this way, it doesn't matter that you found a frozen point in time that they had paskin in that way, paskin that way. It doesn't make a difference. So again, this seems to once again, not wanting to deny either, but still giving significant dominance to Messiah as opposed to archaeology. That basically, either like the Meiri totally dismissing them, or the way we're seeing here from the Rambam and the, uh, and the way Rabbi Yashiv understands, that we are giving the predominance to the Messiah's Halacha, but we're allowing for archaeology and trying to figure it out. Good? What? Rabbi Yashiv? Would not necessarily fit with the Rambam. Meaning, See, according to Rabbi Yashiv, you don't have to say that it's kosher with the other. He's saying the next door totally dismisses it. Right. With Rabbi Yashiv, you don't have to say the Rambam. The way the Rambam. Rabbi Yashiv is L'chaira going like, what's it called? Could be like the Me'iri, which is basically, how am I resolving it? So either I'm totally ignoring it or it doesn't make a difference. Okay, that was then. But Rabbi Yashiv is going with less value to archaeology. I'm resolving archaeology. I deal with it. I'm not going to dismiss it, say it never existed. Okay. But you're also going to consider a Tana archaeologist. You're not going to consider a secular archaeologist. Oh, in Achanami. I'm not disagreeing with that. We're going to get to validity of, of it later. But for, the, for, for this moment, let's assume I believe it to be 100% true. Okay? So now, the next, the next step was the Gemara, the, Gemara, the Gemara in Baba Basra. The Gemara in Baba Basra was talking about a person who was walking in the midbar. And assuming that this story was literal, the Arach writing the hold it was not, but assuming it was literal, he was brought, the Gemara says, that he was brought to the Mese midbar. And the Gemara says, that Come take a look at the Mesei Midbar. He says, He cut off the corner of one of the person's tzitzis. And, and he wasn't able to get back. Maybe you took something. Why are we not allowed out of this cave and be able to leave? And he returned. So in the end, he tried cutting off a corner of the tzitzis, and in the end, he, what's it called? He, he, he was held up. So if you look at the Rashbam, Kanafa Tzitzis, Leviu Lifnei Chachon, Lilman Mimenu Did Tzitzis, Ikebe Shami, Ikebe Sel. 
he was going for one purpose. He wanted to cut off the corners of the Begid, of the Meraglin, of the Mesa Midbar, and bring them back to the Chachamim and say, here, look, I've, exca- I've excavated, and now we can prove whether the Halach is like Beisham or Beisil. So, Rav Shachter, and now, Mamish, the same way to look at the same story and come to two opposite conclusions. Rav Shachter said, you see from here, that what? That they would have listened. That L'chairah, what was the reason why he was doing it? He was going to be able to prove to everybody that what? Whether halach is like Beishami Beisila, how you make the Psil Tchelis, how many strings, what strings. And that Rav Chaim says, and you think it was an accident that they weren't able to leave? He goes, Hashem didn't want him to come because you're not allowed to Paschal like it. They looked at the exact same story and came to two opposite conclusions. He said, ah, I see from here he was going to bring it. So the man that survived, if he brought it, we would have passed him. And Rav Chaim said, no, he was a toyah. He thought we would pass him like him. We held it up because, you know what? I don't want to know what they're doing because I'm not going to pass him like them. Mamish, two opposite approaches. Okay. So uh, uh, additionally, what we have similarly, it's fascinating. The Sefer Mitzvah Hagadol and the Mordechai are both Meiredes that they excavated around what they referred to as the kever of Yecheskel, Yecheskel, and they found Tfilin. And he says that Tfilin, Yeshen Moed, Kisei, the Rabbeinu Moshe So both the Mordechai and the Svag say, by the way, we did excavations, and we found Tfilin that looked like Shittas Rashi. That's very important. So now, how do we deal with that? Now you found a 2,000-year-old set of tefillin. Now this will get into some of the problems. Why? Because the simplest response back was, the Piskei Taisu says, yeah, but I did another excavation. I found one like Rashi, one like Taisus, the Rabbi Natal. <coughs> so it could be, you're right, excavation will give you a window, but we don't know how far. And quite possibly, there was one town, Shuna that Paskin one way, and there happened to be another town that you haven't excavated yet, that Paskin differently. So you can prove a, win, a very small window in time in a certain place based on archaeology. The tzitz is very different, because there's only one window, one time, in other words. But other items, quite possibly, it may change, because it's, you know, it's, right now we have all these shitas. This idea that there was one psakalacha that existed in Akhanami, maybe if the Sanhedrin sat and you had and you were able to create the, the Sanhedrin Agatha, there was much more uniformity. Yes, if you read through the garrison of Sri Ragain, prior at the time of the early, early Tanayim, there was much less Machlaikasin. That's what we saw the Zugas, they had very limited Machlaikasin. So, yes, in, 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 within the middle of the second base of Megdash, there was very little Machlaikasin. But you would have to get archaeology that goes all the way back to then. Anything that goes already from towards the end of the second Mikdash and onwards, there was plenty of Machlaikasin and plenty of different Shittas. Then, the, uh, however, again, both seem, though, in a theoretical, to be open to hearing about archaeology. They're just debating as to, okay, did I interpret it properly? The Drisha came up with a very simple chav. He says, 
Where do you find those tefillin? You found them in a basic verse. What were they doing in a basic verse? He goes, oh, they were possible. That's right. They're all possible. I passed over Rabbeinu Tam. So this is the way he wanted to say there was all, there was all Geniza. There's a reason why it happened to me. That was, so again, that what, not, whether, I'm not saying it as a joke, but what he's saying is, is when you find something, you once again need to know how to interpret what you found. And it could be you're interpreting it one way and your interpretation is totally wrong because maybe in Akhenami they were gonos because... So now, to me, the most classical example of a circumstance of staying with Messira and not going with archaeology is found in a Ramban. But it doesn't seem to be the Shittas of the Ramban. Let me explain. The Ramban writes an argument between him and Rashi as to what is the size of a shekel. And it's an afkumin al-alocha, exactly. What, how big is a shekel? How much weight is there in a shekel? So he writes that he argued on Rashi, but then he writes that the Ramban writes that I came to Eretz Yisrael and the shekel seems to be like Rashi. Now where things get a little bit dicey is that part of the Ramban is not in all the Gersus of the Ramban. It's only in the Musadar of Cook Gersus of the Ramban. So not everybody has those Gersus of the Ramban. But the Ramban did write that. And the Ramban basically says, he ends with a statement of, he says, But the fascinating thing is the Shukran passes like the Ramban. So even though the Ramban himself said, I came to Eretz Yisrael, I, I was sitting in Spain. Rashi was sitting in France. We were sitting and debating what the size of it based on lumdas that we were feeling from Rishayim. We didn't have a shekel in front of us. Rashi came up with his shear. I came up with my shear. I came to Eretz Yisrael. Rashi's right. But we passed like the Ramban. What's, what's pshat in that? So either we go again and say it must be that the pshat is that we give total priority to the textual and whatever happens to be in the Metzias, Loba Shemayim, it doesn't make a difference. Or perhaps, let's see, so the Ramban doesn't tell us his way out. He does end with that statement of, doesn't say checkmate. He says it's a good support to Shittas Rashi. So the Ramban says, you know what? He says, you know what? Very simple. I have a shekel. I used to collect coins. I have one of these old shekels. It's half, it's, half, it's half eaten up. It decomposes, it breaks down over the course of time. He says, you're right. You know, it's, I'm measuring it now. The Barmanel wants to say, no, you know what? You're misinterpreting it. There are different weights. Okay, one possibility. The breakdown of the composition of the metals. The Tashbates says a totally different possibility. It says, once again, you may misinterpret or we may be missing facts. What do I mean? And it's fascinating. If you, if you go back and read it through, you'll see what I'm saying in a moment. So he says, no. I, he says, he says, we know in the time of the Gemara there were Moisif in the Shur. They built the Shur. He says, I believe the shekel that they found 
was a stuki shekel and not a, a, a chacham shekel. He says, the chacham were moisif in the shurim, and they didn't listen to him. He says, Ki shekel el shekel shel It was the biblical, Kodav shesifu shtus, shari biad kusim hayim. That shackle that he found was a kusi shackle. When the Ramban came, the Yishev in Yerushalayim was not a, it was not just a great, uh, the, the Yishev had a bunch of kusim living there. And the Mimele says, And he continues through. He says, I believe there was a huge fight and that shackle, that's not the real shackle. He had a stooky shekel, and in reality, that is not the right shekel. Okay, I wish I had, oh, let's see if I have it here. So, um, I might have it here. Um, the fascinating part is, if the Ramban, when the Ramban describes the shekel that he was looking at, so the Ramban, the problem was all those shkollin, all the, le- the letters that we have, are what is called sav. It's not the, 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 the writing that we're accustomed to. So Ramban was not accustomed to it. So he showed the shekel to Akusi, and it says, Mitzad Echad, Shekel Hashkola. That's the Lashen. Mitzad Hasheni, Yushlayim HaKadosh. So the word that's written on the Shkola that the Ramban disproves himself with. The words he says was written, Shekel Hashkol. None of our scholars say that. If you go and you look, if you, you can go look online, you can find it. All the scholars do not say the word Shekel Hashkolim, but rather say Shekel Yisrael. I think it is. Let's see if I can find it. The Ramban, as the, uh, uh, the Tashmish was saying, was looking at a, sh- a, sh- a, a, a stuki Shekel. And that's why they used the Heyadiyah. Shekel Hashkolim. But the shekel, the shekel that we have is not that shekel. Let's see if I can find it here. I have a picture of it here. I hope. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, how do I open this? Okay. I guess I'm not going to open it. Let's see. That's two. Okay, either way. The shekel, when you, if you go online, you take a picture, you'll see it. The shekel is a Torah, the shekel that we have was clearly not the shekel that Ramban had. So again, it seems to be this ideology that we don't necessarily always, can necessarily interpret what, what the halacha exists. So therefore, primarily, we give the predominance to the halacha, and it, perhaps mistaya on some level, it comes either we want to create an able to able, but I don't think the predominant approach is to be able to go with the present. Now, what would be interesting is, how do we take that step? Not, what about, not archaeology, but what happens if I find Svarim that tell me what I was learning was wrong? Meaning, okay, there's one thing you come along and you tell me uh, that, okay, what I have in front of me is a mistake. And I'm arguing archaeology. But what happens if I can prove to you that the Gersos that you had were wrong? And really, the earlier Chachamim were different. In which I remember, that, you know, it's the Rambam in Perak Dalad Halacha Dalad, has a very huge Chiddush that 
everybody, Rav Chaim has long shtickle tyrus on it and so on and so forth. The Rambam in the Parador, my Rebbe, I, I, I got a whole hair in it. And I remember afterwards he was asking me to Rav Chaim and he asked me that kasha. And I said, you know, the Rambam in the Parador says it's a, it's a what's it called? It's a tall cipher. Because that's the way you answer a Rambam. Now, the Lebais says, not everybody answers a Rambam that way. So how you deal with different gersos falls into this ideology. And the Lamaisi, that is a huge machlekas within the Paiskin, whether or not, I can tell you BDD, uh, it's fascinating. My, my Rebbe was a person by the name of Ravaren Feldman. He said, so he was learning with Ramayshin. And in, in the end, he goes, Ramayshin was passing something, and he goes, Rebbe, but that's a shita, but there's a rush connected so he goes, I know the rush. He goes, but look, there's nowhere in the Beis Yosef. He says, the Beis Yosef doesn't quote that rush anywhere. He says, that shita, if it's not quoted in the Beis Yosef, I don't deal with it at all. And that was Ramayish's Hanukkah. He says, Ramayish basically had a certain box, and he said, within that box, and if you're going to bring me Gersos and, and, and even Rishonim that were out of that box, Ramayish did it. This derach, Alimud is very different between Sfardim and Ashkenazim, quite possibly. But in Halacha, most, most will not necessarily pull the archaeology out. Most will follow after the way Rav Chaim is saying, that we give predominance, clear predominance to what exists in Halacha, and we have to find a plausible yeshiv between the, the Metzias and Halacha. There's the one caveat which, uh, which, uh, which was fascinating to me, um, in a similar vein. So Rabbi Yashiv was asked about DNA tests. And Rabbi Yashiv, it was Nogayat, we're finishing up Masachas Kedushan, it was Nogayat this numerous times. Rabbi Sadiqoyim had proven a paternity test. There was a story with Rabbi Sadiqoyim that basically there was a person that was a question as to uh, this man passed away and the son came and was Yairish everything. Then an Evid came, uh, the son came and said, no, he's his, he's his right-hand man, he's not his kid. They're not related at all. He's a, he's a fraud, he's actually his Evid, and I'm the son. So it was a debate, who was the Yairish of this wealthy man? And Rasadi Gohan had, using bones of the dead person and blood, had his paternity test. So the Shiloh was asked, so why don't we do all these paternity tests in our Gemara? Why, if the Rutsad Yagon's paternity test works, why do we find all these Sveikas in? So, Rabbi Yashiv quoted from a Taisi um, Yashan that the Gemara says that Elio is going to come and be Mavkin all the, the Yichas, except for Mamzer. Why? Because Mamzer Vadam It's mutter. Don't tell me what the Mitzvah in the world is. Whether that person is a mamzer or is not a mamzer has no halachic ramifications. Halacha is totally separate and distinct from the physical metzias on the ground. There's halacha and there's physical metzias on the ground. And therefore, we are said not to do a DNA test. BDD, I will tell you something, a psychalacha from my Reverend Rabbi Willigan, and then I'll end with this. I apologize for going, uh, going extra. I kept on getting phone calls. From a, from, from a Masada Kedushin about a person that I knew. And the person I knew was a woman married to a Kayin. And they both became Bali Tshuva later in life. 
And the Masada wanted to know whether or not the woman is mutaris to her husband. And I'm like, whoa, you know, she's talking married to a Kayin. I know this woman. And now, so he goes, can you find out whether or not this child is a Chol? And I was, whether I'm dealing with a Chol or not. And I'm like, um, okay. Now, if I ask her, and she's talking also to her husband, because if she had relationships with a guy beforehand, then she's also to her husband. And I'm afraid to ask her. Because if I ask her, then she's going to tell me. And she's, she, she, she's firmer than her husband. She might actually be pirate from her husband. What do I do? So I called up my Rebbe, Rabbi Willig, and he said, she's not them. I, I go, she's not them. I go, yeah, but she's going to tell me the truth. He goes, no, she's not them. The halach is she's not them. He goes, it doesn't make a difference. Whether she is or she isn't, Ari, it's awesome for you to ask her. I said, okay, thank you. He goes, he goes, ignore his phone calls, do not answer his phone calls, do not answer the Masada's phone calls. He goes, it's none of our business. The halacha is, now, the halacha is not necessarily totally the Mitzvah. The halacha is she's not an I be Mitzvah, this might be, she, she might be a Zion and this child might be a halala. Thank you, but she's not Nehman. Move on. He goes, and that was it. So Baruch Hashem, I, didn't, I never asked the question. And I just have to be very careful which audience I bring the, the Shaila up. But the Lamais is, is halacha is kavua as halacha, not necessarily by the Matthias on the ground. Okay. Uh, no, it had nothing to do with your family. Okay. With manuscripts, that a few years ago? That's a more modern. What's 